What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every. NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Let's roll, baby. The East Coast Bias Boys, backed by popular demand, Joe House, Raheem Palmer, John G. Stremski from the Sheridan in Syracuse, New York. And guys, it's a good thing that I had college basketball to wager on Monday because Raheem House, I took sides against the family on Sunday in the NFL. And Raheem, I'm still licking my wounds. I feel like I haven't won an NFL bet in two weeks, dude. So aside from that, how is the play, Mrs. Lincoln? What's happening, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... NFL's tough, but I mean, you were opposite of me, so it's unfortunate. But um, you know, you like the 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 Bengals, I like the Chiefs, you like the 49ers, I like the Eagles. Um, I think we gave out the under on the Eagles as well. Um, our teaser went really bad. Um, obviously the San Francisco 49ers, they had both of their quarterbacks physically removed from the game. Um, and they just never had a shot. So um, you know, like it was looking like what Championship weekend was going to be a dud, but we got that that epic Bengals versus Chiefs game. So um, at least we got one good game going into the Super Bowl. Yeah, it felt like that that game definitely delivered. Every one of those games is a coin toss. Every one of those games always comes down to a field goal between the Bengals and the Chiefs. And you know, I, I'll not do the whole officiating thing because we're it's already been done ad nauseum over the twenty four hours immediately. After that that game, um, you know, the one thing ab- about that game that was unlike the Bengals over the course of their success was the self-defeating behavior, the turnovers and, and the penalties. You know, as many of the penalties as you want to take issue with, they committed nine penalties when their season a- average was five. Um, as many of those, as you say, oh, I don't know, they they they. They, they were earned, uh, you know, some number of them. And so, especially that fourth quarter interception by Burrow, it was an extraordinary, extraordinary defensive play that produced that interception. That, that, that tip by Cook was amazing. And that just is, is reflective of the level of play when those two teams get together. The, the big question mark was Mahomes. What's he going to do? That's why I didn't really want to get invested uh, one way or the other, heavily on um, the, the the Chiefs in anything other than sort of a teaser capacity. But man, that dude—he's he, just the modern goat. He's the current goat, and he is the single reason why. You know, spoiler alert—he's an underdog in the Super Bowl. Okay, sign me the f up. Sign me up. 
Patrick Mahomes is an underdog in the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. I'll take that. Let's go. I love that you're giving us a little spoiler alert as we now have two weeks to get ready for this game and we can tell how our buddy is leaning already right out of the shoot and right out of the game. You get two weeks to talk me out of it, but come on. Uh, That's actually a very, very good point. But I'm glad that you brought up the brilliance of Mahomes' house because, listen, they are dropping like flies in that game, too. They did a pretty good job on Travis Kelsey. It was not the same game plan that Jacksonville had against Travis Kelsey. Did not go nuts. Uh, You lose Tony in this game. You're seeing guys dropping left and right, left and right. And then Mahomes is making magic. And it's Valdez Scantling. Let's be real. Valdez Scantling, who had done nothing for the Chiefs the entire season. Raheem, he earns his contract from Kansas City in one freaking playoff game with the way he put up numbers there. And look, I am salty about the officiating. It was horrendous. It was a disgrace. It did cost Cincinnati. That said, to House's point, Cincinnati with the interceptions, Burrow making mistakes that normally he does not make. You even think about a couple of the play calls, House. They started to get their running game going. They had a second and two that throwing the football. Then it's Burrow taking a shot 50, 60 yards down the field. You add all of that up in a game that was so evenly played and so evenly matched. It's not just the officiating. It's a story, but it's not the only reason the Cincinnati Bengals are going home. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at it, like when you look at that game, with three minutes to go, the Bengals had the ball with a chance to score. And they couldn't, they obviously couldn't get it done. I mean, you had a tight end blocking Chris Jones and they didn't chip him. So at the end of the day, that says a lot about, you know, Zach Taylor that you would allow a tight end to go one on one with Chris Jones on third down with your season on the line. Um, you know, we had the Avon Barksdale like do over, which was like very frustrating. But you know, even that didn't end up hurting the Bengals because they no, because they ended got up getting stopped. Stop. You know, I tweeted about yeah. that, guys. I thought for sure as soon as that play happens, Mahomes going to hit somebody for forty yards. That's all we're going to be talking about for the next two weeks because that's something. House, you've been watching football forever. I've been watching football forever. Raheem, you too. I've never seen anything like that, dude. Never in it's my so, years of watching it, the NFL. It's so absurd. And on balance, we we give it a pass because ultimately Kansas City punted. But you can't get back that time. The time is the thing that matters. I know that they reset the play clock and reran the do-over play, but then Kansas City got a first down. More time ran off the clock. Time was the most precious commodity in a game that razor thin. You can't get that time back that Kansas City was granted to control the ball. Time of possession. In a game where it's a goddamn coin flip, they got an advantage. Now, I mean, you know, we will uh, hopefully see some accountability out of the NFL, out of those referees, but I'm not counting on it. I want to pick up on Raheem's excellent point about the tight end uh, on Chris Jones because it's funny, that really is the theme that dictated outcomes in, in both games. And in both situations, you know, I saw that Shanahan caught a ton of criticism for um, the failure to challenge the Devontae Smith catch and some other sort of approach things. To me, the single biggest aspect of his game plan that created the the, the, the um, sort of uh, operating room for Hurdy Purdy, Purdy to get hurt, Purdy, Hurdy, Hurdy, Purdy, was <laughs> the approach to Hassan Reddick. And you know, the if you know that Philadelphia has that formidable of a pass rush, and you know what Reddick, 16 and a half sacks coming into the game, is capable of, you have to scheme in a manner to protect the quarterback. They didn't do it. The quarterback got hurt, and that was that game. Well, that was uh, the game over. Right there. That was it. And that's why, you know, we think about that Niner Eagle game. And Raheem, listen, I deserve all the crap in the world. My picks have been terrible the last two weeks. I've been as cold as ice to quote Foreigner. But that Eagle Niner game, House, my read on the Niner defense was exactly what I thought we were going to get. The Niner defense was tremendous in that game. I mean, let's be real about this. Devontae Smith on a fourth down makes a catch that shouldn't have counted. You think about the turnovers that the San Francisco 49ers gave Philadelphia to allow short fields. 
Jalen Hurts did not play a big football game. I mean, he was off his game. He was missing throws. He, he, he sailed A.J. Brown about three or four different times in a game. My read on the Niner defense was right. The problem is when you don't have a quarterback that can run functional NFL offense. I mean, guys, think about this. That was the first time I've ever watched a, an NFL playoff game where in the second half, down 14, you knew the game was over because San Francisco couldn't throw the ball. When Josh Johnson gets knocked out of the game, all right, Purdy comes back in, but we would have had a better chance of throwing the ball 10 yards down the field or 15 yards down the field. And if that's the case, then damn, you don't got a chance at hell. If I'm on the nine of defense, I'm saying hell with this. I'm going home. I'm done. It was a live betting extravaganza. Like, there was a certain point, I mean, pretty much from the time that Brock Purdy got hurt and the time that Josh Johnson was just removed from the game, I mean, like, basically, you could bet the Eagles in the under as many times as you wanted because you knew that there was no chance in the 49ers scoring. I mean, they literally were just running the ball three times and punting. It, it was 21-7. The Super Bowl was on the line. Like, there's no Wildcat. There's no Christian McCaffrey. There's no Kyle... Kyle, you step, stepping in and saying, we're going to play wild card. We're going to throw. Like, they threw two passes for the final, you know, 20 minutes of the game. I've they never seen anything like that. Let's be honest. Like, so they it's just like it they over. basically, I mean, 21-7, and they basically just decided to just, you know, pack up and, and say one, two, three, Cancun. But let's be real about this. Kyle Juszczyk and Christian McCaffrey making throws against the Eagles defense down the field. I mean, let's be real about this. Are they, I, I mean, when you know it's coming, when you know it's coming, Dream's point is the right one, that they clearly had not practiced. The 49ers had not run any Plan D scenarios with uh, with Debo as, as running Wildcat, with McCaffrey running Wildcat, with Juszczyk running Wildcat. And I'm not really going to sit here and criticize Shanahan for not having scheme that, you know, yeah. plan that. For a third it, quarterback. It, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's impossible. But, but the, the fact that you could just live bet it knowing that, you know, there's no chance they're, they're going to score. question for you. Now, I did not see the live market for this. Niners score the touchdown to tie the game at seven. Do you remember what the live line was? Not to put you on the spot, but I feel like that would have been the most ideal time to get in on the Eagles live, man. Because you would have had a tie game at the moment. I think it was, the, it was actually the original line. Ooh. Or close to it, missed you know. Like it wasn't too much of a, a, I an adjustment. Boat. Yeah. I mean, like we, I'm telling you, like it was on the really, live wire. The the live betting, it, like during that game, was just unreal because it, I mean, you just knew the 49ers weren't going to score. Like you know, there were sports books that were offering, um, will the Eagles win both halves, or will you know the 49ers win a half? And you could get that at like minus two hundred. Like it was just like unreal. Like so, it's just like you just knew the, the 49ers were just dead as fried chicken, and you could just you know act on it accordingly. So before we get to the Super Bowl line, fellas, I did actually win both total bets. Not that I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to make myself feel better already. Good. I, I, the unders, you know, the unders actually. You just didn't bet enough. Is that what you're saying? You didn't bet enough. Well, on on the totals, yes. But I, yeah. I I'm a side guy. You know, you know what I mean? House yeah, side guy. I like I, I like nailing it. the side. I mean, you get the wins the way, however you can get them. Well, yeah. I, I, listen, after the last money's two no weeks, you ain't kidding. The good news yeah. is, fellas, I have quite the streak in these Super Bowl games, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but it's been a while since I lost the Super Bowl. Now I shouldn't be putting this in the air, but screw it. At this point, my luck is so bad right now. We might as well put it in the air. The last Super Bowl that I have lost ATS. You got to go all the way back to the Bronco Seahawk debacle at MetLife Stadium where I was dumb enough to put my money on the Denver Broncos. And basically, I knew the minute the safety went over the head of Peyton Manning and no Sean Marino that I was going to flush some money down the toilet. But anyway, let's get to this game. Arizona, it'll be the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. And Raheem, this line flipped immediately. They gave you an opener with Kansas City favored. The market said, no, 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 no. Now we look, and I believe the market has corrected itself. And I know it's Patrick Mahomes on the other side, but Raheem, my initial thought is the Eagles pound for pound, as someone who has picked against them each of the first two rounds of the postseason, they are the much better team in this game, and they should be favored. Am I crazy to say that? You're not crazy at all. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's 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 actually um it's interesting because 
you know, the sharp money has come in against Patrick Mahomes in every Super Bowl that he's been in. Um, so this is prime for the course of, you know, this Eagles team. I mean, they've dominated everybody. I mean, they've only allowed 14 points in the postseason thus far. So I think, you know, it's... It, it, you have to make the Eagles the favorite here in this spot. Um, you know, they've been the best team all year long. Now, when you look at this Eagles team, it is unprecedented what they've done, you know, the last four or five weeks. I mean, they basically haven't played a real game in a month. They've um, had, fellas, just- <laughs> the easiest road to a Super Bowl that I've ever seen in my life. It, 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 House, I cannot think of an easier road to the Super Bowl. And listen, the Patriots, they went through Bortles and they went through Mariota but at least they were tested by Blake Bortles in that Jacksonville defense and Leonard Fournette. The Eagles, they get the Giants, who are clearly not one of the eight best teams in the NFL. And then you get the Niners, who were clearly formidable and had a terrific, terrific team, but they didn't have a quarterback. They're down to their fourth and fifth straight quarterbacks, for goodness sakes. Can't think of an easier road than what Philadelphia's had this year. I can't. Yeah. I don't have any issue with where the line um, ended up, and I'm kind of surprised that it opened with Kansas City as favorites. Every model, and and Dream can confirm this, is going to produce out outputs that show the Eagles as the superior side because over the balance of you know the the, the 20 games that they've played on on both sides of the ball, they're, they've they've scored. Uh, very well in terms of all the advanced analytics. And so the, the support of the models is going to show the Eagles as having the, the superior sides. And I'm, I have no complaint with that. And I think part of the fascinating exercise over these two weeks will be getting behind the numbers and trying to create context for the success that both teams had. Uh, you know, on, on the one side, wait till you look and see the best quarterback that the Eagles beat this year. Wait until you take a look, a hard look at their schedule and come up with, I'm going to take you know, a guess, Hoss, without having the schedule in front of me because I don't have the Eagles schedule in front of me. Kirk Cousins? Well, it, it depends no, it's, on it's actually Dak Prescott. It is Dak. <laughs> okay. Is. Well, yeah, I, I guess depending say, on your perspective there, That's you right. Know? It depends on your point of view as whether Dak Prescott <laughs> or Kirk Cousins So basically flip the coin, Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins because they're basically the same dude. Who are we kidding? That's right. That's right. And if you look at their performance, that defense's performance against teams with superior passing efficiency, they don't look great. They don't look great against Jared Goff. They don't look great against Dak Prescott. And, you know, so this will be part of the fascinating exercise. On the other side of the ball, the Kansas City Chiefs have encountered a rushing attack, nothing like what the Eagles can put out on the field. Like, I don't think they they faced even a top 10 rushing by an efficiency metric kind of offense. So this will be us trying to contextualize what the model puts out there. I feel like, and you guys already heard me, if if Hardman and and Tony are both healthy, I mean, I I need all all weapons to be available for this game. And so I have a little bit of a, you know, glass half full kind of approach to the offense that the Chiefs will be able to put on the field. I assume two weeks is going to help. Patrick Mahomes' ankle, I assume an additional two weeks is going to help whatever the back spasm situation was with Kelsey. If the receiving core is all present for for the Super Bowl, then I just, I just, I'm going to have a hard time going against Mahomes. So that's my handicap right now. You get to a point with Mahomes now. You think about his career trajectory. This is going to be his third Super Bowl. He gets there for the first time has the comeback against the Niners. Didn't play great in the first half, was brilliant in the second half. The Buccaneer game was a flat-out ass-whooping. His team got absolutely smoked by the pass rush of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That, to me, is my problem going into this game for Kansas City. And you're right. If you get some dudes back on that Kansas City offense, Mahomes got more to work with. But I just saw what that Eagle front did to Brock Purdy and a very good, San Francisco 49ers offensive line. Let's not minimize that. That is a good 49ers line with one of the best linemen in the NFL in Trent Williams. And they absolutely owned them. They smoked them at the point of attack. House, that's my issue with making the case for Kansas City in this game. That eagle front, Raheem, they are a scary force, my dude. They're scary. You know, I want to go back to something that House really hinted on. I mean, he spoke about how this Eagles team really hasn't faced anybody 
offensively. I mean, when you look at this Eagles team, they're six in DVOA, but they face the 31st ranked schedule of opposing offenses. Now, when you look at who they played this year, when they play offenses in the top 15 in DVOA, um, that's the Green Bay Packers. That's the Dallas Cowboys, and that's the Detroit Lions. I mean, those teams, look, the Lions, they rank fifth in DVOA offensively. The, the Cowboys are 15th. The Packers are 11th. They're giving up 32.3 points per game. So, you know, that's 12 points away from their season average. Um, you look at those games in which they've played. They gave up 40 to the Dallas Cowboys. They gave up 38 against the Detroit Lions. They gave up four, um, 33 against the pa- Packers. This Chiefs team is first in DVOA on offense and first in EPA for play. And they're first in EPA for play by a large margin. So this is a step up in class for this Eagles team. I know the defensive line is dominant. Um, I don't think you're going to see Tampa Bay Buccaneers in you know, Kansas City Chiefs no, like have more dominance. Success. From, uh, this is not yeah. going to be a total bloodbath. I totally agree. And House, you know I'm usually the king of the under. I don't like advocating overs in these games. I think this game has a lot of over potential. I, I really do. Between actually, but before Kansas, I was actually just about to get to that. I love the over in this game. I think you know okay. we're sitting at forty nine and a half right now. This is going to close north of like at least fifty or so. So I think so you, you should probably on this grab now. Is what you're telling me, Raheem? If you like the over. 49 and a half. Don't be wasting any time. Pounce. Yeah, don't waste any time. I think this is going to go up. I mean, like when you just when you look at like the, the Eagles defense against top performing offenses, they tend to struggle. This is going to be the best offense that they face. And then, I mean, like we look at the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs have similar issues on defense as well. I mean, like the Chiefs, they face the 30th ranked schedule of opposing offenses. So this is a step up in class for both defenses. And I think you want to grab that over right now. It's funny, Dream, you know, the the number opened, I think, Sunday night right after the game's finished at like 51, and then people jumped in, went crazy on it, and pulled it all the way down to that 49 and a half. I thought that 51 was kind of a reasonable number. I'm nervous by seeing the market, you know, respond in the way that it did and grab that, that you know, pull that down by a point and a half. I feel like you guys are on the the right sort of target here in terms of 50 as a good number for a total dream. Why do you think that the market responded that way um, with dragging the number down under 50? Um, I, I think, you know, the, the big part of it is that, I mean, if you, like, if you, like, and I, like, when I look at when I look at these games, I obviously have my model. Um, my model makes this game under, but I think when you dig into the matchups, that lends itself to an over. But, I mean, if you have a model, it's, it's going to tell you, you know, this this is an under game. And, you know, you have some people who are just numbers guys. But for me, when I'm handicapping these games, it's part model, it's part matchups, it's it's part um what the market is doing. And, you know, I just I just think this is an over game. So I'm, I'm kind of fading my model here. <laughs> um, is there a strategy, though, with the total? Because it's a two-week layoff, because of the fact that, you know, you get a little out of whack with that bye week. Huss, I've always been a guy that's looked to in the past that first half under. And then in some cases, I try to get in on that second half over. But I kind of feel like the market has figured that out in many ways, especially in some of these Super Bowls. Uh, you find some examples where that did not exactly go according to plan. But is that something that you're fearful of when you're taking an over in one of these Super Bowls? The idea of, damn, these teams haven't played in two weeks. Well, what's the offensive comfort level going to be right out of the gate? The only aspect of that with these particular teams and these particular offenses is um, the observation that Dream made, which is you 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 have two defenses that have never seen this caliber of offense, <laughs> and so what is that? What what's the impact in in terms of like that that shock value? Right, we watched. The Eagles come out in that game against San Francisco. And look, when you were doing the sort of deep dive of the San Francisco-Philly matchup, you could come up with a a script that said, you know what, that San Francisco defense, it's, it's, it's ferocious, but like who have they really confronted in terms of offensive weapons that resemble what Philly has? Philly came out and ran the ball right down the goddamn field and scored seven points right out of the gate. I mean, you know, they had no problem with a very, um, uh, well thought out game script, a mix of pass. And now look, of course, the Devontae Smith 
on fourth down. That was a biggie. Play. That was a biggie. <laughs> that was, yeah. it was a game changer. That one. No, I can't. But <laughs> look, you know, you that, it, it, they, the Eagles capitalized. They they scored the touchdown, right? That, they weren't Devontae wasn't in the end zone on that play. They went ahead and capitalized, and and it went on from there. So that to me is, you know, both teams will show up with their scripts, and then and both defenses will have to adjust to what those offenses show up with. But that that to me uh, makes me a little nervous about an under because I do feel like. I don't know yet. We're only a couple of days into the analysis and the research. I do feel like ultimately I'm going to reach the conclusion that the offenses have a, a slight advantage over the defenses as, over the course of these two weeks as I kind of think it through and, and map it out. So that would be the only reason to tap the brakes. I, on balance, JJ, I think your strategy is right. And so many of the games of the last handful of Super Bowls, you can look at unders in the first half and feel pretty comfortable with it, I think. So the next strategy that I want to share with you gentlemen, and I have not, for what it's worth, fired on any of the dopey and the zillion prop bets that are going to come our way, courtesy of our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. But Raheem, I think for a lot of folks out there who are starting to line up what they want to do from a prop bet standpoint, people love betting the overs in these bad boys and be careful. That's all I'm going to say. It, it, the idea of just lining up five, six, oh, over over receiving yards, over rushing yards, over, 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 over. The sports books love that. And they love when you bet props, don't they? That are minus 150 and minus 160 and minus 180. So my two strategies, avoid a lot of these overs, number one, with the props, because you can get yourself into some trouble that way. And don't be laying crazy juice with props. Is that a fair and reasonable piece of advice? Like, uh, to me, I see people laying like minus two hundred on a prop. I'm like, dude, no, 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 you don't want to be disagree, doing that. I disagree with the the, I dis, like I agree with the overs. I agree okay. with that. I mean, I think there's always value on the unders. But the one thing I will say is that positive expected expected value is positive expected value, whether you're laying big juice or not. Um, what you'll have is a lot of the professionals. You know, they're they're actually betting what they call bridge jumper props. Um, so and, explain that to me. What does that mean? A bridge jumper prop is like you're laying minus eight hundred on something. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Be <laughs> but you can't. You can you honestly out. advise like a regular better to do that though, Raheem? That's a tough spot for them. So let's just say you're laying minus eight hundred on something. Um, that denotes that you have an eighty-eight percent chance of it hitting. Now, if your model or your handicap and your analysis says it has, you know, a ninety-five or a ninety-eight percent chance of it happening, you have a significant edge. You know, that's a bigger edge than you might even realize. So what you saw is that you you have a lot of professionals laying the so a lot everybody wants to bet the yes, there's gonna be a safety. But how many times is there a safety? I mean, obviously, we had one a couple years in a row with the Denver Broncos game um, versus the Seattle Seahawks. But everybody's betting the, the yes safety every year. You can come back on the other side and bet the no, and you got a, a positive expectation. You know, so that's what a lot of pros are doing. You know, they're they're, they're laying those big numbers, but they're also taking shots. Um, and they're you know they're betting unders. You had that Rams versus um Patriots Super Bowl. Oh, that was the king like, of the under. That was the yeah, king of the so, under. You betting over in props other than Rob Gronkowski. You were donating, bro. You were donating. I call it like I call it like I like to bet against human achievement. That's what I like to say. House, do you have a strategy for these props at all or no? Just no. Uh, I, I I'll sort through with darts. I, well, I want to come up with what I think are the scripts that are going to be operative, right? I want to have, it's like what I said a couple minutes ago in terms of which units that I think is going to have uh, an advantage. And then I'll sort of build in props off of what I think is going to work. Like last week, and I don't mind um, losing this. Uh, in fact, JJ, I'm going to say this, but it's not to rub anything that's fine. I'm over I went it. 13 and 10 on my card, but it was it was over plus nine units because I so heavily invested in um, Philadelphia on the money line and then Philadelphia in combination with alternate lines of the Chiefs. Well, you and stayed the to your conviction. I mean, it, but what, what did you play an alternate hit. spread at like nine and a half for 10? I played uh, alternate spread at nine and a half for the Bengals, and I played an alternate spread for the Chiefs getting uh, points as well. So look at you. But both of those were married up with a flat out Philly money line because that was the thing that I had conviction on. And both of those were sizable plays. And that's what produced me, you know, a, a decent cash for the week. But when when I go 13 and 10, that means that I hit a string of I, I lost a string of props. I lost the Kittle prop because 
he didn't have anybody to throw him the ball. I mean, he he was absolutely on on pace and on target for hitting, you know, getting to 50 yards. I didn't have any concern about that. As soon as the quarterback went out, I knew that was a loss. Pacheco getting to 50 yards, I thought game script wise, you know, they rushed him uh 10 times, um, but they they ran McKinnon a bunch also. So McKinnon stole Pacheco carries, and that that that's fine. You know, that that's part of how this goes. So I, 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 all I'm saying is in the context of, of those games from, from this past weekend, I'll look at this upcoming matchup and then try and, and, and come up with, with props. You know, I'll, I'll do like, you know, longest completion props for sure for Mahomes. you know, I, that, but like I, that's, that's staring me in the face. Well, house, here's what we need. This sheet of integrity by next Tuesday for East coast bias we need to be ready to rock and roll for the people. So we'll be in the lab. We'll we'll churn out a bunch that we like. And uh, that sheet of integrity for the props will be ready to go. All right. So House early lean is Kansas City. My early lean is Philadelphia. Raheem, you want to break the tie? I think my early lean is Kansas City. Um, and, you know, when you look at what Patrick Mahomes has done as an underdog, I mean, I, like this guy doesn't lose as an underdog. I think, what is he? Like, he's 6-3 and three straight up, 7-1-1 and one and one against the spread. It's, I mean, it's, it's just tough to fade Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Eagles haven't played anybody, so um, there's one three in the market. If anybody looked at my Twitter, you can go find it. Um, um, but you know, I don't think th- I don't think this line's going to close at two. I think you're, you're looking at one and a half or so. One. Well, when in doubt, the last two weeks in the NFL go against JJ and the sides. I can understand why. All right, we'll get to some NBA storylines, and I promise you, I'm not going to be belly aching like the Lakers on Saturday night. We're coming right back. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now and use promo code GAMBLERS so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with the no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score the first touchdown in Super Bowl 57. Me personally, I like the over 49 and a half in Super Bowl 57. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Jalen Hurts. You got two explosive offenses taking on defenses who have faced a bottom tier schedule of opposing offenses. So that's going to be like a shock to the system. So take the over 49 and a half at FanDuel all on a top rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get your winnings paid instantly. You can get paid instantly. You heard what I said. So join FanDuel today with promo code GAMBLERS to claim your no-sweat-first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable free bonus bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 if you're in Arizona. Call one 8 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat if you're in Connecticut. If you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Kansas, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Louisiana, 1-877-770-STOP. Maryland, mdgamblinghelp.org. New York, 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. Wyoming, 1-800-522-4700. Or if you're in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. A Tuesday card in the NBA house. Saturday was quite the day, by the way. I mean, you want to talk about high stakes entertainment. You want to talk about a moment that will be kind of enshrined in this NBA season. The Laker meltdown after the officiating in Boston. I mean, dude, that was worth the price of admission. I mean, Beverly coming out with the camera. Uh, House, I'm proud of him. That seems like the sort of move I would make, to be honest. That's right up my alley. This is why the NBA is so good, right? We get this drama that comes out of nowhere, and they permit it. Like, you imagine in an NFL game, a player coming from the sidelines with a camera to show the rest of like they they they'd be sent to the to the showers. (laughs) Beverly, it's just a tech. It's a tech. I mean, we we permit some uh, uh, of the drama. The refs missed it. I thought the tweet by 
whatever that referee crew was, you know, the whatever NBA referees, whatever that Twitter handle was, was hilarious. We're going to lose sleep. <laughs> it's fantastic. Regular season game. LeBron looked like he lost a family member. That was brilliant. You know, the the internet is, is remains undefeated. Somebody did a side. KOC might have tweeted this out. A little Miss Sunshine scene paired up with, with uh, LeBron's, you know, c- catastrophic reaction. It was it was really rich. There's it's just just the great great moment in January for the NBA to remind us of all the drama that's ahead of us. I could not have enjoyed it more. Yeah, I, I mean, I know the Pie Father enjoyed it more than any of us. Of us. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's like you kind of you saw LeBron's meltdown. It was very reminiscent of the 2018 Finals. Um, or Le- I mean, J.R. Smith didn't take the shades shot. Of and- <laughs> oh, yes. Shades of J.R. Smith. Oh yeah, shades of J.R. Smith. Fantastic. He- yeah, you just kind of you you felt like after that, you know, the Lakers were going to melt down and the Celtics were going to win that game. Very disappointing, but I mean, tonight we got Lakers versus Knicks. So, um LeBron had the day off yesterday against the Nets. So, I think we got a good one tonight. I'm glad you mentioned the idea that LeBron had a day off against the Nets. It is insane house. And, and I understand we had COVID years, Durant's had injuries, LeBron has had injuries. You know, they haven't played in like like 11 or 12 matchups. Like that that should not be like, I- I'm sorry. That's a problem. That is a problem. The idea, and I get it. It's load management. We're taking care of these guys. That's all well and good. The idea we didn't have LeBron James and Kevin Durant playing last night. That's a bad look for the NBA. I'm sorry. Bad look. Well, I, I think the thing that really made it, um, you know, clinch that, that, that LeBron wasn't going to play is, is the KD injury. I think, you know, he had a choice to make whether he was going to play against the Nets or the Knicks. And he wanted to Gordon. He wanted yeah, the I, garden. Hey, I mean, I don't blame him. him. Can you blame but, him? But it just in general, though, like uh, th- that is a bad look, though, when you got guys sitting left and right. You know, it's it's tough, man. It's a tough. It, it's, it's really tough. I I think it's just we're seeing it just way too many games right now. Like you look at the the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. The 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 Philadelphia Seventy Sixers were out partying all <laughs> all Sunday night. And they're on the Raheem schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they basically came out on Monday not caring about that game, knowing because they have a home-home against the Magic. So it's just like, why do you need a home-home against the Magic at this point in time? So it's, it's clearly too many games. You know, guys are just low-managing. You know, they're in games, not really caring about some of these games. So we got to get rid of some of these games and, you know, make more games matter. Um, You know, I came up with the idea, I said this before, is that, you know, playoff seating should be determined by point differential. Um, Well, rather, home court advantage should be determined by point differential against individual teams. So you can't slack off in any game because who wants to be playing four road games? Um, So they got to do something. Um, Hopefully Adam Silver and the competition committee gets it together. But, you know, this little management thing is really tragic. We do have the Lakers in the Knicks tonight. I will be into this game house. I'll be back in New York City for it. I'm not going to the Garden, unfortunately. Line opened up at one and a half. Goes up to as high as three and a half this morning. Now you're seeing some buyback on the Lakers at two and a half. Can I entice you to take the Lakers plus two and a half, taking Monday in a uh, relatively easy type of mode and type of way uh, against Brooklyn? Now having their guys ready to go. Lakers plus two and a half. You win, yay or nay? Yeah, I, I like it. Um, this this uh, moment that we're about to enter with LeBron where there's basically four or five games for him to jump over Kareem and for him to show up, it's the it's the uh, TNT signature you know, game night thing. The whole sporting world doesn't have anything else to do because football's all quiet for a couple of weeks. I think LeBron's going to come into MSG and put on, it's going to be like an old MJ performance, right? How many points into the 116 or 117 that he needs to jump over Kareem? How many can he grab on on, on the world's biggest basketball stage? So I, I like the Lakers uh, with, with that kind of narrative um, coloring the situation. I like the Lakers, too. Um, okay. A big reason why is, I mean, obviously you have a, a, a healthy Lakers team. Um, LeBron James is going to be playing um, I'm not sure if Anthony Davis is going to be playing, but if he is, I like it even better. You know, one of the reasons why is that, you know, obviously Mitchell Robinson is still out for this game. And when you look at the Lakers, what do they do best? They're first in shooting frequency at the rim about 40% of the time. And 
They're facing a Knicks team who doesn't have Mitchell Robinson. So I think that's a, that's a real issue for this matchup. I mean, LeBron's going to be able to get to the lane at will. Um, this Lakers team's playing a lot better. And when you look at the Knicks over the last two weeks, they're 29th in defensive rating, allowing 126 points per one to possessions. So I like the Lakers here on the money line, actually. So, um, yeah, I think that's the direction I'd be leaning. I'm not going to fight you on that. I would make it three for three. And that's a great point, Raheem, when it comes to the Nick defense. Without Mitchell Robinson in the lineup, they have taken a major, major hit. They had that meltdown the other day. They survived in Boston when they had the big lead. Saturday, they get absolutely smoked by the Brooklyn Nets. I think Brooklyn just hit another three. Uh, they had every guy uh, basically on the roster hitting three or four. Um, so I think the Lakers here house a family play right out of the gate on a Tuesday night. I like it. Yeah, it, it's fine. I'm I'm very interested. I mean, we're only nine days out of the, the the trade deadline. The Knicks are one of the few teams that actually have the assets to to meet what the market seems to be requiring in terms of of uh you know marquee players because you know the, the Rudy Gobert tr- trade ruined this 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 trade market. I mean the 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 value of guys and what teams uh, are willing to pony up. There's only a handful of teams that can meet a price. So I think this week really does sort of chart the course for the Knicks, the move that they make. They're sitting, I think it's it's seventh right now in the Eastern Conference. So in the play-in, but still having a little bit of a nice, you know, spot in 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 the in that uh situation and and I, I expect to see the Knicks in the playoffs this, this year. I do too, House. They have a zillion picks. A guy like Ananobi makes perfect yeah. sense for them because yeah. they do need another wing. That is something they're clearly going to be looking at. I would expect them to be active between now and the deadline. All right, we've got more picks to get to. We're coming right back. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. All right, so the second half of the TNT doubleheader tonight, you got New Orleans taking on the Nuggets. Raheem, this line's moved quite a bit. Opened up eight and a half, down to seven. Money coming in on New Orleans. Don't like going against Denver at home, though, full disclosure. Like, that is one of those matchups to me where, yes, you're getting points. Yes, the market's moving in your favor. I don't love the idea of fading the Nuggets at home. Like, this to me, like the Lakers like the side, like the play, even against my beloved New York Knicks. This Pelicans-Nuggets game's tricky. Would you agree? Yeah, it's very tricky. I mean, my model makes this game Nuggets minus seven um, over under 227. So it's like right on the, the dial. Actually, I think you're seeing some under m- money coming to the market. So my model feels like it's it's right on point. I think it opened 234. Right now we're at 232. Um, and it's actually getting hit as we speak. So um, I think it just dropped down from 233 to 232 um, as we're announcing this right now as I'm looking at the screen. Um, this one's tough for me. Um, I think Jamal Murray is a game time decision for this one. I think that's a big part of the reason why, um, for the move. I mean, he's questionable for this matchup with left left knee injury uh, management. So um, you want to wait on that. But I mean, I just think this Pelicans team, they look kind of out of gas right now. Um, you know, they I mean, they've been dealing with injuries. Zion's been out. Brandon Ingram's he's finally come back into the lineup. So I don't have anything on this game, to be honest with you. House late night NBA. You love it. You involved or is this a stay away? The only way that I'll get involved is playing the total, and I would definitely um, play the under the um, Pelicans, you know, with the losing streak that they're on. It's a bummer because (laughs) they've lost eight straight games. They were sitting at 26 and 17, and, you know, I I know better than to go out and uh, plan on cashing a ticket. But, you know, their season total for for over-under – I've been feeling very comfortable with it all, all season long, and now and now it's in jeopardy because they're only a little tiny bit above 500. The thing that has coincided with the injury bug, you know, Zion's still out. Ingram just came back. Their three-point shooting has fallen off a cliff. 
They have become a horrendous three-point shooting team. C.J. McCollum's in a slump, and he's missed a, a couple of games during this losing streak. The reason to to play on the uh, Pelicans would be, you know, there's just a basic regression. They're 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 due for a win. They are not, they're not going to miss these threes with this kind of consistency, you know, over the balance of 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 you know so the the number of games that they're they've lost. So, um, you know, I, I'm not ready to step in uh, there. That that's another team, the Pelicans, who absolutely have the assets to be in the market and 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 a buyer as this trade line trade deadline approaches it and they could go for some some big boys as well i i continue to think of the pelicans as a formidable formidable i like that formidable formidable that's what happens I'm when still, you hang out with me too much house you start making up words back. you start making up back. language <laughs> back from this surgery i can get it out but I think they're going to be potent come playoff time. I think they're going to right the ship. Um, I love the assets that they have. They could add a little bit more. Um, this game tonight is just an underplay, if anything, for me. You know, I have to say this. I feel better and better and better, guys, with each passing day about my Nuggets future from the beginning of the year. Like, that is a team I bought in on. I love their coach. I love the idea that they were getting guys back. And you look at this wide open nature in the Western Conference. I mean, the odds in the futures market, Raheem, tell us it's Boston, it's it's Brooklyn with their resurgence, it's Milwaukee. They're the three top favorites. And I know the Golden State Warriors are still the Golden State Warriors. They're the team to beat. When they have their guys going, you got to show me that you can go and beat them. Denver has not done that. But man, I look at the Western Conference. Uh, preseason Nuggets ticket, dude. Uh, it's hard to complain about that future. It's hard. Very, very tough. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I think that's one of the stronger ones. I mean, like, when you look at the Denver Nuggets, I mean, this is an offense. I mean, it's just it's just absolutely dominant. So, I think when you look at them, their first in offense rating, 119 points, 100 possessions. I mean, Jokic just making things easy for everybody. I mean, if Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray are healthy... I mean, like the sky's the limit. And then you you add guys like Caldwell Pope. They're talking about Trey and Bones Highland. That came out yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get somebody back for them. You know, when I look at the Western Conference, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people like the Memphis Grizzlies. I am not high on this Memphis Grizzlies team at all. I think they're one of the most fraudulent teams in the league. I know they've been suffering some injuries, but this is a team that, you know, he struggles with half-court offense. Um so I'm not high on the Grizzlies. And then when you look at it, like everybody else, they're extremely flawed. Sacramento Kings are the third seed. They can't stop a nosebleed. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers, I mean, they were one of the teams that I like coming up this year just because of their win combination. But you see they struggle to get easy offense with no point guard. Um, and then everybody's always in the hospital. Um, the Warriors, they can't win a road game. The Mavericks, I mean, I, we, we love Luka. 53 points last night, but I mean, they found themselves in a, in a, in a dog fight with the Pistons. So, I mean, we don't know what's going with the Suns. I like that Nuggets future a lot. Yeah, JJ. I mean, go ahead and see uh, what the 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 market's going to be as, as this tracks along here. See if you can get a, a, a buyout. Now, I mean, I'm just rooting for Denver, Golden State for that Western Conference uh, championship because I think those are the two most complete teams. It would be awesome. Um, I want both teams to be healthy. There, they have now. There do remain some moves. The Grizzlies have to bring in an adult. It's I. I do trust that that front office to do so. I think they have something um, over the next nine days that that they can do. So I think the Grizzlies will be um, in the mix. I've written off Dallas. Dallas is junk. They have to I wait agree. until the offseason. Not a contender. Totally no, agree. No, no. You know you know what? I, I, one thing I'll say is that I don't think Dallas is a contender, but I think if they were to get into a playoff series against the Grizzlies, I would take Dallas. Uh, I can understand sure. that. But the idea yeah. of them winning multiple rounds yeah. in the postseason. They're not gonna win, but you know what it is? I think they can, they can upset somebody who is con considered a contender. Like, that wouldn't shock me. I agree with that. The, the one thing I want to share about the Clippers, they have, they're done with back-to-back -back games. They have 11 straight games coming up here with no back-to-backs. So if, if we're going to see the Clippers play both Kawhi and Paul George, their, their next back-to-back -back games aren't until March. They have 11 games coming up here. So this is the opportunity for them to right the ship to, get going. you know, see, yeah. let's see if they can build that, that, you know, chemistry, that continuity that we've been waiting all all season. I feel like this 11 games is the referendum 
on that. And I do think that that's a team, another team that has some assets that understands that this is an all-in year for them that could make some moves at the trade deadline. All right, quick break and plays of the night for a Tuesday. Full card, college hoops. Mr. ACC might be at it. Just saying. Cover right back. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. All right, play tonight real quick. House, we went one-on-one with our random ACC basketball plays. We are going right back to the well. Here's what I am doing. Virginia Tech, I'm telling you right now, they're better in their record. They're getting three and a half points on the road. Everyone's pounding Miami. My play of the night, the Hokies, grabbing three and a half against the U. You have a play tonight, Raheem? Um, well, I mean, we we did discuss the Lakers. Um, that line actually went down to one, one and a half now. Um, We're moving markets. What can I say? Yeah, a lot, That's a what lot we do, of line yeah. movement tonight. Um, you know, one of the, one of the plays that I actually gave out last night was the Clippers Bulls under two thirty and a half. That's down to two twenty six. So there's no play on that right now. Um, I also gave out the Hornets plus twelve and a half. That's 11 and a half right now. Just a lot of line movement. Um, so I think the, the last one left is really that Lakers game. You can play the money line, um, get some plus money on a, on a game that, you know, it's like plus one now. So um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And I like to always have a little bit of leverage on, on a Tuesday night. So I'm going to go ahead and parlay that Lakers money line. Let's just juice it up a tiny bit. Milwaukee is a minus 590 uh, on, on the money line to beat the the Hornets at home. If you pair up the Bucks and the Lakers, that's plus one thirty six. It takes the Lakers at plus one oh two, sort of an even money play. Give yourself a little something extra, right? Go into to Hump Day with maybe you know enough to to afford the large pizza rather than the medium pizza and a six pack of beer rather than the two tall boys. That that's all I'm advocating for. We're that's looking all. for upgrades. I like that. Yeah. House. we're looking for upgrades. Any any which way we can upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. All right, boys. Uh, good to see you both. Uh, I'm glad that you have put me in better spirits and. Uh, the next time I see you, maybe I'll bring some dinosaur barbecue back from Syracuse. I know you guys enjoyed that picture yesterday. Oh, man. Man. Yeah, I need some. I need some of those ribs, man. You you got to send <laughs> some of those in the mail. Um, like I told House, I'm jealous that they're going to Memphis because I want some Central barbecue. I want some Gus's fried chicken. Um, bring that back, House. Send it yeah. to me, yeah. please. Y'all are eating good, man. We'll see y'all what we can so do. Good. It is, it's eating season. January, February is when the big boys come out, right? Because well, we got nothing to, to to show off. I don't have a beach body that I got to prepare for i'm just eating like it's the season you know what i mean house keep on eating baby for house for raheem jj signing off good work by the war gone warrior we're back next week with east coast bias enjoy the weekend without football and that sheet of integrity well we'll be ready next week be good everybody